Hey, what's up? This is Logan. And Madison. And Dean. And this is Sad Melon Podcast, Episode 3. Before we hit that intro music, I just want to let you know to check out our brand new updated website, sadmelon.com, where you can listen to the podcast straight from the website. Welcome back. It's been a while since uh, our second episode, but uh, we've been working on a few things since then. Uh, mainly, our first thing was the Rise Coffee, uh, yeah, commercial. I guess you could call it. Would you call like, it a commercial? Uh no, I would say it's more like a a spot. You know, spot. Yeah, because like I mean, there wasn't really text on it. There wasn't like voiceover or anything. It was literally just a video of their coffee. And so, pictures. Yeah, yeah, pictures too. So the rise spot is one thing we've yeah. been working on. Uh, another thing we've been working on is a short film uh, yeah. that we're going to enter in a competition. Um, uh, but before we even, like, it, it'll be, like, simultaneous enter in a contest, but also post it. So let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah. How did we start this? I remember uh, back... Uh, originally we had planned to be down near the Brazos River and we didn't have anything to shoot. Yeah. Yeah, and then I got an email from Adobe slash Sundance or something and it said that we have a contest coming up and I was like, guys, let's let's shoot something. Yeah. Let's, let's make it happen. Yeah, like you said, we were already going down to the Brazos River because I, like, I have family there and stuff and so we were already going to go be there Let's focus on the writing first. Okay. How did the writing process go? Uh, very, very fast. <laughs> it was. We didn't give you much time. Yeah. So we found out about this contest, and then we were going to the Brazos River in two weeks, and then you waited an entire week <laughs> until you started on it. Yeah. And then come Wednesday, and we were supposed to go on Saturday. We were like, Logan, come on. Find yeah. No. I mean, it, it wasn't like. There wasn't like that pressure. There was that pressure like one of the days you were like, we need something. And I was like, don't yell at me. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, but it was like high pressure, high intensity where you guys were like, it was solely on me to. 100%. Yeah. Because like, I, I mean, I guess that's kind of just like our roles and our dynamic is like Madison produces. I like write and direct and Dean is audio but we all kind of take on directorial roles like you know like on yeah, set but well, at the same time this place yeah. and this river was so important to you yeah, yeah i didn't want any of our input on it because yeah. of how important this specific place was yeah so since like my family like my family has lived down there for a while like since i was in high school and stuff and then, like, when I started making videos and started, like, shooting and whatever, uh, I really have always wanted to do something, not just at that river, like, in general, but, like, this one specific section of the river that I have, like, a really strong emotional attachment to this part of the river. And so that's why y'all were kind of like, this is on you to write. Well, uh, also I'll add in that uh, for most of the writing, you are the creative drive behind the writing. Yeah. Uh, personally, I feel underdeveloped on writing. Like, I'm very weak on it. 
Um, and while I'd like to get better, it's real difficult when you're bad at writing to get better at writing unless you just, <laughs> just read. Just like on your own. Yeah, unless you read better writing. Um, yeah. So really the writing part was all laid on Logan. Yeah, and that's something like I'm I'm okay with because I, I do enjoy it so much. And I'm like, I'm really confident in my ability to write. So yeah, it was, it was on me. And so like Madison said, I took just a whole week of not writing, but not like I wasn't like putting it off. Uh, there was an idea that I had that I was trying to rework. It was something I shot early last year, the year before. I don't even remember. It was something I did. Uh, it was like a nonverbal thing that I did. I wrote the script for my screenwriting class and then I wanted to shoot it. So it was like this whole idea that I had uh, already had the script. I just wanted to rework the script and reshoot everything pretty much because when I first did it, I like I completely <laughs> screwed it up. Like I didn't do it good at all. Um, but that comes with practice. Right? Yeah, yeah. It was definitely something to practice. So I was like this whole week, I was like that whole first week, I was trying to like rework this idea. But then it was, it came down to like, we need to do something that has one person in it. After brainstorming and thinking, I really like and just talking about like the logistics of getting there. Yeah, yeah. The logistics of getting there. All all of this stuff like. There were so many restrictive it's elements. It's two hours away from where we live, so yeah. it is a trek. Yeah, yeah it's and a to drive. Ask people to drive there. That's so a it big it, deal. it only made sense to make something. Like first, I was like, okay, I can't rework this idea. So how can I shoot something with no people in it? And <laughs> I was like, I'll just like I don't know. I was like, I'll just use the the scenery as a character like just so like trying to be like so new age that and actually like ended whatever up happening, though. yeah it did end up happening but it, it 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 happened with the support of an actual living character like i was able to uh think about it and actually my my like big epiphany that i had that prompted me to uh write the 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 shot list and the treatment and everything um, we didn't go with a script. There was no script. So it was just full treatment shot list. That's it. So what prompted me to write that was like, I had texted my friend Tyler. He was the, the initial conceptor for Benedictus. And I was just texting him and because uh, he's uh, out, of, out of like the country, uh, out of the continent in the army. And so I texted him and I, I was just like, I was like, man, I don't really know what to do. Like, I don't know. And all the time he's not getting these text messages because he's out of the country. So I was like having this internal monologue through a text message that he wasn't reading. So I, I just was having this like internal external monologue, whatever you want to say, like with, with myself about how like I am just like emotionally I am I'm, I don't know what I'm trying to say incapable of expressing emotion yeah yeah that incapable is of expressing expressing emotion and so I was like what if like the river the character with the river is like a confrontation it's like a metaphor for a confrontation of emotion and my inability to deal with that and so 
that's kind of like where I started. And then once I hit that, it was just like, boom, 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 boom. Like everything just kind of fell into place. And I really was able to develop this story and, and build this character, uh, essentially overnight. Uh, it happened in one day where I was like, I have this idea. I'm ready. Let's do this. Yeah. And then you texted me, told me the idea, and I was like, okay, who do you want for it? Yeah, and, and uh, initially we were like, um, because of my writing approach and my, like, just my idea in general, it was like, okay, what male actor are we going to get for this? Mm-hmm. But then, I don't I don't know what happened, like... Did you have anything to do with a female actor, Madison? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 for sure. It like she was like, well, because she was like, okay, well, I can think about who to get for it. I've kind of created a pretty big community yeah. on Instagram for like models and just different kinds of people. And so usually when he has something coming up, I'm like, okay, what kind of person do you want? And let yeah. me go look through the people that I follow. That's like, why you prompted me to. You said like like write a character sheet. Like, come up with a character sheet, build this backstory for this character so that you would know who you need to talk to. Yeah, for sure. So then uh, we kind of went through, like, who do we know? Who can we contact? What guys we know. Yeah, yeah. And that that list is very limited for the people that are available to us. Yeah, and And who are able to travel. Yes, two hours away. And so it's kind of hard to, like, ask people to drive two hours away when we aren't paying anyone because we're completely self-funded yeah so it's anybody listening in the future this is broke sad melon time (laughs) (laughs) but yeah so we we were just going back and forth and i was like honestly unless you just decide you know of a guy i don't have any guys yeah i don't have anybody for you just at like a crossroads um and then like i don't know it just hit me and i was like like it can be a female like it yeah. doesn't have to be no it definitely didn't because yeah, of it, it, the way the story is uh, like portrayed it can go by yeah like that was like the way. most like it, that was like non-pertinent at all like yeah. it didn't change the dynamic at all like and i actually i really liked just the i don't know like i don't want to get into like gender roles in film and whatever but i really like the um just like the femininity that was brought by uh juliana who we got to be our actress um and i just i don't know i was still able to have that like emotional attachment even though this character that i came up with to like portray that um and i think that's really powerful when you can tell it from different um it's not restricted to one gender. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't know why I couldn't think of the word. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's really powerful that it can be told by both. So, Madison, how did you settle on Juliana? So She was available? <laughs> <laughs> well, not only that. Like At first, we were just going back and forth with a bunch of different model friends that I know. And Logan actually said Juliana. That was your first pick. Yeah. He was like, do you think Juliana could do it? Because I knew Juliana's never acted before. 
So I was like, do you do you want somebody that we know can act, or do you want somebody that you just know like you just know them? You know what I mean? Like I I didn't really know what he was looking for, and like the emotional power that they had, or um, no, not necessarily that. Um, I wanted somebody who like. I, I wasn't focused on if they could act because 90% of the things that we do, we never find somebody that's seasoned. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like we, yeah. we was, put people into roles that we believe that they can fulfill, not necessarily. Through coaching. Through yeah. Coaching. Because I think you both know that I'm very good at coaching. Yeah. Coaching yes. a model and an actor like through Absolutely. a scene and through a set. And so it really doesn't matter if you have experience. Like I, I know how to get people into that yeah. situation, so it didn't matter. Um, but yeah, so he and was, I knew there wasn't going to be like lines to memorize, so that was an, an that added was, plus. Yeah, it was very important that like whoever we were going to get was just gonna like physically act. And I've shot with Juliana on a lot of different projects, just photo shoots, and I know like how um, how she acts with her body. And I knew that she could make it happen if she trusted herself enough to do it. And so we asked her and she laughed at us. (laughs) She was very nervous uh, to just like take that on, but mostly because she still had to like overcome that uh, feeling of like, I don't know if I can trust myself doing this. So yeah, because she's never acted before. So it was like, a lot we were putting on her, but we both knew, like, if she just trusts herself, this is going to be amazing. And she did a great job oh, while we were out there. Amazing. Yeah, yeah. She killed it. Um, she really kind of, like, was able to understand what I was, like, trying to, like, what I was trying to do. You and know? she also asked a lot of questions, which was really cool. Yeah. Like, on our drive um, to Granberry, she just, like, quizzed you. Yeah. On everything. Which is cool. Like, that's not something I get a lot um, at all, honestly. She just wanted to understand everything about the character, which was awesome. Which, like, I kind of just had to be like, uh, and just, like, make it up. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Like, it wasn't something that I. I don't know, but that's a great question. (laughs) Yeah, it wasn't something that I, like, really planned out to that extent, but it's like the question kind of made me go, like, and, and really, you know, consider, like, what is this character like in it this pushed, environment? It pushed you to develop it. Like, oh, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So I was only there for the first day of shooting. Yeah, it was which a, we didn't intend to it, make it a two-day. Yeah, there was no intention to make it a two-day, but it ended up being a two-day. Um, I couldn't attend. I had uh, a actual job to go to because, <laughs> uh, like we are saying, broke um (laughs) so i wasn't able to see her at like her peak potential i think but what i saw was great she did a really good job pushing through it and there was like some stuff that was really difficult to do not only like emotionally yeah but physically because we were on the brazos river and it's not like a sandy bank it's very rocky it's straight up rocks the entire time the first day we did not have shoes for her to wear because we were like, oh, barefoot. <laughs> yeah. That's beautiful. We have to be barefoot. Like the character was like f- like a very naturalistic character. And so it was like, oh, yeah, that fits. Like you're going to be barefoot. But we did not think about like these oh, what massive the rocks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, and it kind of uh, turned out real bad. Um, <laughs> yeah, we ruined her feet. She was limping yeah. the rest of... Oh, Juliana, I'm so sorry. <laughs> We're extremely sorry. We're extremely impressed with how hard you pushed through that. And uh, to you know, give us a little bit of easement, we did attempt to help out as much as possible. So even as I was the sound guy, I was running back and forth with shoes for her. Yeah. Between... With my shoes, which, by the way... So that she could use my shoes as her travel shoes. Juliana really pushed through. It was pretty amazing to see her go, especially somebody who had no experience, um, and really push for what she was looking for. I think she did an excellent job. Oh, yeah. yeah, as soon as she like heard about the story and, and the way of it and just everything about it, she really took it and turned it into something she could relate to and just like really made it her own in her own mind you know to to really be able to perform that um and uh yeah i would also like to talk about uh how both days were like the complete opposite of each other uh so you were there on day one very sunny very windy yes i had to stop recording audio for two reasons (laughs) First reason was it was way too windy, and I was picking up so much wind that you couldn't hear anything other than just the wind blasting the microphone. And I mean, I have a setup that's made to deal with the wind. Um, (laughs) But not like this. Yeah. So the second thing was there was a guy out there in an airplane, you know, just some (laughs) experimental, either like a Cessna. In the air. Literally right above, like right above where we were. He like, was flying right up in the air, right around where we were. Like loops and like flips and all this crazy stuff. Just showing off. Yeah, just having a good time. I mean, I can't blame the guy. It was a pretty nice day out. Yeah. Uh, but also, it really sucked for recording audio. Uh, it made it real difficult. So I gave up. I couldn't record audio. And we made a on-point decision to not record and do a soundscape later which uh was a pretty big decision yeah yeah it was like the first time we were where we were like uh like we have to do that like you had just got done with a fully project and so we yeah it was we were just like we have to do this which is a huge undertaking yeah like to completely create giant workload yeah like instantly double or tripling the workload easily yeah so that was day one day two i couldn't be there yeah day two was like cloudy like the the sun was not harsh like it was soft light the entire time there was no wind it was completely calm which this isn't very common amongst like photographers and videographers but logan and i's favorite time to shoot yeah is when it's cloudy and everybody always looks at us like we're crazy Oh my gosh, I am so obsessed with when it's cloudy because everything's even. You don't have harsh shadows. It's mm. So the cloudiness was good for you guys. Uh, yeah, yeah for fantastic. Sure. How did Juliana do on the second day? Oh my gosh. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, the second day was incredible. So uh, we found her some shoes to wear. <laughs> so she didn't break her feet. Yeah, which was a game changer. Yes. Like the shoes... And um, when Madison was kind of like figuring out if she could wear the shoes or whatever, they were afraid that like, oh, is it going to take away from the setting, from all this other stuff? But like 
The shoes worked yeah. perfectly. Yeah, it fit really well. I do want to talk about really quickly her dress. Yeah. So, of course. Oh, that's another thing. Like, you're really proud of. I am so proud of The this. dress. Hold yeah. on. So, I think Logan and I both really enjoy figures in white. It's something that we're drawn to. It's something that we... You had an entire photography series called Blameless in White. Yes. So... We we yeah, love that. There's an attachment to white, for yes. sure. Yes. And yes, huge, huge attachment. So, of course, our first initial thought for this film was she needs to wear white. And yeah, she needs like to wear it was like no question. No question. Like, like, we didn't even yeah. need to talk about it. We both knew she needs to wear a white dress, a white long dress. And right. that was what it was going to be. We had to be ready in two days. So there yeah. was no time to go find a dress for her. And so she shows us these two dresses that she has. And one is black and one is red. Now, the black one she has, she loves. She loves that black dress. The red one she didn't really care much about. And we knew she was going to get dirty in this dress. Yeah. And so like, we, we like, had already known she was getting in the water. Yes. Like, and so we were like, we can't use a dress that you love. Yeah. And so we're going back and forth in this red one. And I'm like, I don't know. It, it could work. And Logan's like, I really just want white. I really don't want <laughs> red. It's not going to. Yeah, I was so firm on white. Like so there was against... it was it was so hard to convince me to do red. And so I we were very specific on like the meaning behind things. And so I was looking up, you know, what's the meaning of red? Like just and it started talking about emotions and um being the center of attention but at the same time um attracting emotion and the whole story is about experiencing emotion and when i read this description it was like oh yeah perfect yeah like that was it was like all right like red it is yeah no questions after that yeah it was really cool and to add like with her red hair yeah was awesome and then like like um after we were just kind of looking at this like when we were filming and just all of that. And then the stuff in post too, like it really makes her stand out from like the rest of the environment. Yeah. I'm, I'm so glad we ended up going with red because yeah, white would have blended in too. white would have blended in too hard. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I, I love that. Yeah. I love that we were able to go with red on accident. Yeah. Yeah. On accident. It was just a perfect addition to the story. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so after the shooting, it went to uh, Logan to edit. And I busted it out so quick, dude. Like, yeah. I usually don't edit that fast, but I honestly am I'm so impressed. Because, like, not, not because of, like, I was like, oh, we got – like, we do have a deadline for it, but I knew that your workload was going to be monstrous. So I wanted to be sure that – I just like had my ducks in a row. The yeah, turnover have... is so quick on this project that it feels like a very tight shoot. Yeah, um, it does. And I would like to also add that uh, this is my favorite color grading I've ever done. And like my my color grading on this, like I I really feel like I captured the story through the the color grading and um like i don't even know man i'm 
I'm really uh, happy with it. I'm really happy with how it looks visually, uh, and I am so pumped to hear how it sounds. So we should we uh, talk about the sound then? Yeah, let's do it. So it's out when you're listening to this, but at the current time of recording this podcast, I have not finished the audio yet. Uh, there's still a lot to do with the audio, and I have two days. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. Three. No, you have two days. No, you better get it done in two. <laughs> I, I could push a little bit further, but I'd like to get it done in two days. Um, and I really only have some of the basic stuff done. Oh gosh. Um, and so the, the more difficult stuff is yet to come. Uh, but it's so crazy. Dean always does this. He's I like, know. I have so much to do. And then we hear the final thing and it's like, dude, like you always push it to the very edge of like, we have this thing you do. And then like, when you deliver, you deliver hard. I try. Um, the the problem with me is uh, <laughs> procrastination. No, I am working really hard on this one. I've oh. been putting as much time as possible into this. Wow, I'm so impressed. Um, and a lot of the stuff, there's procrastination happening. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> <that. laughs> um, but there's a lot of times where uh, I start working on something and I get frustrated. And I know from my experience in like painting and uh, drawing that when I get frustrated on something and it's not working out the way I want, I need to take a second, uh, focus on something else and then come back with an open mind. Yeah. So I'll usually take like 30 minute breaks where I do something else completely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's and, healthy. I would say. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes, yeah. uh, sometimes it'll be like, I work on it for two or three minutes and I go, this is not right. Oh. This isn't right at all. I need a new perspective. And I'll go, like, do something else. Like, uh, I talk with my family a lot um, about what I'm working on. Um, I'll hop on uh, a call with my friends and talk about the project. Yeah. Um, and I don't even tell them, like, all the details. I just talk about the project in the most general terms possible. About how you're working on it. Not even. No? Just just what I'm doing. Interesting. And, uh, when I come back, I'm thinking about, like, how do they see the project based on what I've described to them. Yeah. And I look at, okay, is that the right way to describe it? And is that the right way to show off what I'm doing? Um, so there's huge examples of where I do the opposite, yeah. mostly because I'm still in school right now. When I'm working on school projects, sometimes I just go, screw it. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to just finish this and bust it out real quick. Yeah. Um, and Sometimes it works out well. Sometimes it doesn't. Uh, it depends on if I'm really passionate about what I'm working on in school. It's about 50-50, yeah? Yeah. Like, sometimes there's something that you're, like, really into, but then other times you're just like, I don't care. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just need the grade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, with this one, I've uh, I've pretty much got basic movement in water down. Uh, I've got a background underlay for an idea for a song. I don't have the exact song, uh, but I've got a general idea. I'm thinking uh, something more classical because usually those end up being, you know, copyright free or in public <laughs> domain. Yeah. And uh, I, it can work in Smart this. Man. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to catch a case. <laughs> yeah. Again. We are broke right now. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, 
I've already laid down one track. It's just my favorite track, which is Vivaldi's Winter, um, or Four Seasons Winter. And uh, I just threw that underneath. It doesn't fit really well, but it gives me an idea of what I should be looking for. Yeah. Um, the other thing is I've worked on uh, the footsteps. Um, the footsteps and the rocks are a little difficult, uh, but I have found a sound. I just need to cut it up yeah. in the proper amount. Um, and when I'm doing this, what I usually do is I lay it down and I make the video full screen and I just listen at how it looks with a shot where you can see foots, uh-huh. like feet walking. <laughs> foots. <laughs> foots walking. Where you see feet walking. And it's not going to fit. I'm just looking to see if it makes sense. And then after that, I try to do it blind for a little bit and just listen to feet moving. And after I get the right sound I'm looking for, that's when I start cutting it up. And so are you like listening for like just something that makes it sound natural? Yeah. Like are you just trying to see like if I like if I listen to this, does it sound like it came from like real life? Yeah, it does it sound like it came from a foot that is in this scene or you know like yeah. uh a good example is the Brazos River. Mm-hmm. I have not found the right fountain sound yet, but I'm really trying. Yeah. It's hard because the Brazos River was moving really slowly that day. Yeah. So there wasn't a lot of sound coming from it, but also it was large enough to where it's not a small stream. Yeah. So I can't get the sound of a small stream and put it in there because it's really noticeable that that's the wrong thing. (laughs) If I put a big rushing river in there, then it's also the wrong thing because you can see that the Brazos River is not moving that fast. Yeah. And so it feels wrong. So you're just trying to like suspend that disbelief and really like the goal is to make it seem like this was what was recorded. Like, this was how it sounded when we were there. Yeah. And let me tell you, there's not a lot of free sounds of the exact same thing I'm looking for. <laughs> so I'm really searching the edges of the internet. And yeah. um, one of the things I had to do on one of my other projects was buy an actual sound. And that was a really cool process to go through. What I, sound did you buy? I bought a shovel digging. Oh, okay. Um, I had worked on a school project, and it was about a kind of like a grave digger aspect and so there's a scene where a guy is digging dirt onto a grave and i could not find the right shovel sound for the life of me um so i had to buy a sound that sounded like a shovel that is so crazy that like you can literally record sound and charge people money to use it like why don't you do that just like that's such a good side hustle and a good like practice for you build up your your sound library that you just record and then just sell it the reason is it's not easy yeah but let's just yeah how do you like how do you market that like hey guys i got some sounds well the marketing part is not the hard part the hard part is getting the right recording of the sound people use really specific equipment for recording that type of sound yeah all we need Listen, listen here. Oh, wait, Madison's about to drop some knowledge. <laughs> no, no, it's going to be really, really dumb. Don't, don't set it up for that. 
I was just going to say, let's just get like a plastic kiddie pool. <laughs> and just fill it with stuff? Fill I'm, it with stuff. I'm already out. <laughs> fill it with stuff. We could fill it with water and then put like... Um, uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> oh, really? That's what we can do? <laughs> okay. Dude, that's mind. crazy. You literally bought a sound of somebody <laughs> digging. What the heck, man? That's the only one that worked. That's crazy. And it worked so well. I Like, I saw the vinyl thing. It worked very, very well. Yeah. And uh, the best part about that sound is it's one dig and then a slap on top of the ground. And I used it for probably a minute and a half of footage. <laughs> oh, my, oh my gosh. gosh. I would uh, pan it over left or right yeah. uh, to certain ears. Depending um, on like where he was standing or what? Exactly. I would pitch shift it ever so slightly oh so that gosh. it sounded different every time. Uh, and then I cut it up so it matched exactly when he was putting it in the ground. Wait, wait, wait. Can you tell so us good. how much did you pay for it? Uh, like a dollar twenty. Oh, okay. Oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. So like, yeah, that's that's reasonable, I would say. Yeah. Like a dollar twenty for this sound that it like matches perfectly that's worth it that is worth it and it finished your project uh yeah that was not the hardest one in that project though so so are you gonna have to like buy some like river sounds i might have to um it really do you get to do you get to listen to it before you buy it uh yeah you can listen um but it it only plays it for like a fraction of the amount oh and then stops and says you know, this is a sound from something, something, and then plays the next part, and then this oh, is a sound gotcha. from something, something. Oh, okay. Um, so you can't just download the sample. And or then, you like, can't just record it from your computer. Yeah. You could. <laughs> and then take out the middle stuff. But it would be really difficult to line up perfectly. Yeah, you're just creating so much work for yourself at that point. Yeah. Um, just spend the dollar twenty, please. <laughs> and then technically you're illegally using it, so it's not even yeah, worth it. Yeah, we don't do that. No. So, <laughs> so I want to talk about one of the sounds that I made for that project because it'll give you a good example of what I do on this. Yeah. Um, there was a point where the guy was dragging the shovel, and I didn't have a shovel dragging sh- sound. I just had a shovel digging sound. So what I did is I got my Zoom, and I found a Lego that I had in my closet from years and years ago and i dragged it across my table and it made like a type of sound but i when i pitched it down and slowed it down just ever so slightly (laughs) so i didn't get square waves it made a oh my gosh (laughs) and it's not perfect but it works genius you don't get the metal sound yeah you don't get the metal sound of the metal shovel yeah but you get the dragging sound yeah which is what i really needed yeah so it works it's a school project yeah like i said in this project i'm probably gonna have to do similar things to that yeah Um, with the lego specifically i don't think with the lego um but i think getting like some rocks from a backyard and putting them down and stepping on them very slightly yeah, uh, is probably going to help a lot. 
and it's not going to be the right size rocks and it's not going to be the right type of rocks which sounds weird but different it's types also of going to be your foot <laughs> yeah different types of rocks make different sounds yeah so you like record my foot it's way smaller than yours nah <laughs> okay. i'll make it work okay. um and i really only need to record it two or three times yeah and i can pitch shift it move it and speed it up and slow it down however i need uh to get the exact sounds that i'm looking for um the other thing that i am doing for the first time on this project is i'm generating sounds uh rather than just uh making them yeah i am using uh, Adobe Audition to generate uh, waves that fit with the theme. So, for instance, there's one part that you'll see when you watch it where it shows the opposite bank uh, of the river. It's a it's a horror movie adjacent scene. Yeah, like this whole thing isn't a horror movie, but this it's a very like high tension like suspense building scene. Yeah, and so I've created a deep droning under sound, I guess is the way to describe it. I don't even know how you describe this because yeah. I haven't learned it from anything. I just know that they exist. <laughs> um, so it's a sound that's going to go over or go under another sound that I'm about to put in there. And I'm still looking for the right sound on this. It's yeah, good. you're you're being very picky with the sound, which I appreciate. I'm very picky with all the sounds. Yeah. It takes a lot of work just to find the right sound. So I created this tone that goes underneath another sound that I'm going to put in there, and it's just a deep droning sound that kind of gives an uneasiness yeah so it's a zoom like the the scene is a zoom um a slow zoom a very slow zoom so the the deep droning just like fits the pace of the scene and i'm slowly gonna bring it up over time as the scene goes on so it yeah. gets louder and louder and louder and it's deep enough to where you're not thinking about it it's there and it, you can hear it but because it has another sound you're not thinking about that deep sound. Yeah. Uh, and it creates a really cool effect when you listen to it that makes the whole sound sound more full or more complete, even though it doesn't need to. Yeah. It also, like, just it makes you feel uneasy. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Uh, so that's the big one that I've learned on this project. In total, this will probably take me about um, 12 or 13 hours of work. Yeah. I've got about four or five hours on it right now. Lots of breaks because I've been very frustrated <laughs> with finding the right sounds for the river. Um, Man. Yeah, that's the that's usually the first thing I find too is the uh, atmospherics um, yeah. or the naturals as sometimes they're called. Yeah. And they just aren't working for me right now. I know there's a right sound out there somewhere. Yeah, I just sure. haven't found it. Um so I need to keep working on that. Yeah, I'm really excited about it um, just because we're basically going from like w like at the time of recording this, we posted uh, Benedictus like two weeks ago or last week or something. And so to see the dynamic change from like Benedictus to this, like it's it's pretty cool. I think it like it'll show instant growth because 
Yeah, I mean, we recorded Benedictus last summer. Yeah, we I sat think- on it for so long. It's also the first project I ever recorded on other like than a school audio. project. Yeah. yeah. And-, and all three of us have grown so much, especially like being on a set. Yeah. We're so much more comfortable. Yeah. And I honestly, I feel like we're going to post this and then it's like... Huge difference. is going to be forgotten. Huge difference. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. No, it's fine. I'm really proud of where Benedictus is and, like, what what it became. Um, but this is, like, it's it's going to be really cool. It's to definitely just... a new chapter. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And uh, it's, like, I kind of have set this goal to do three short films this year. This will be like number one of that, like of like reaching that goal, and uh, I'm really, I'm really proud to have like have done it, you know. Like I didn't wait until like June or July, you know, six months into the year to be like, all right, now I'm gonna start with three short films. Like, it's still early in the year, still giving myself time to like, you know, write more and do whatever I need to do to get those other two out so so we had a a lot of fun on that project um and we can't wait for y'all to see it um yeah very i'm soon. sure you've already seen it because by the time this is out who knows we have so much stuff we're working on that... no it has to be done by march 17th oh yeah that's true but i don't know when this is coming out and then we have also got some revamp stuff that's coming out just do it again but say like we hope you have enjoyed it since i'm sure it's out already like say it like that i've got a better one Mm -hmm. so yeah if you guys haven't seen that video yet you should be able to see it on our youtube page or find it on our website sadmelon.com um it was a big undertaking but you know i'm really glad we actually got to do it i would definitely do it again and i look forward to the next projects we have coming up but speaking of other projects uh we do have to talk about madison who just recently blew up on tiktok yeah, what the heck? Madison is like famous. Okay, famous. calm down. No, 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 calm down. no, no, no. Like, yo, she's famous on TikTok. I'm not famous on TikTok. I only have two thousand followers. That's however, so much. However, I received two thousand followers in less than a week. Yeah, that's that's. You got like three fourths of those followers in one day. Yeah, and um, <laughs> the video that blew up. Is the most. It's a it's, it's a basic video. It's so basic. It's just a a time lapse of me setting up. Um, it's just a time lapse of me setting up. What are they called? Oh, party streamers for yeah. a shoot that I did with Aaliyah, which she's awesome. And yeah, and the pictures came out really freaking cool. Yeah, I'm. I'm. Awesome. It's like one I'm, of the best shoots you've done in a while. Uh, before we. Uh, get into all of the details about it uh madison tell us a little bit about uh what you do on tiktok and what you're posting well um i wanted it to be completely geared towards like my photography and my set designing mostly um but not something that was like a copy of your instagram yeah i wanted it to be like a behind the scenes kind of thing I, I just wanted to post my process. Like, that was the biggest importance for me. I, I just wanted people to see, like, 
what I created, what I did, how I can transform a space and all of that. How kind of long stuff. it takes you. Yeah. How long yeah. it takes. Um, just different things like that. And so I never really thought it was going to go anywhere. Like you see the people on TikTok get really famous for being like pretty dancing. and singing and dancing. And so I was just like, I'm just going to post some cool stuff that I think is cool. And hopefully my photography friends also think it's cool. And so I I'd post a bunch of them and then I stopped for a while so this is a photo shoot that I've wanted to do for a really long time. I've had the props, I want to say, for over a year, um, just sitting in the closet because I... Yeah, like you, I just haven't you're found, prepping for it. Yeah, I've been prepping for it for a really long time, and I enjoy time lapses a lot. I think they're really fun and a, an easy way to show your process in a very short amount of time. Um, and so... I was like, I am going to record this. It is probably the most ridiculous thing ever, but it'll be fun for me. And I love, I ended up loving the outcome of it. Yeah, you were doing it for yourself. Oh, yeah. Like I just 100%. Yeah, yeah, I just wanted people to see, not even people. I I just love the process of it all. So I, I wanted to see how I set it up. And so I put my little phone up did a little did a cool little time lapse and posted it and I really didn't think much of it I think um maybe the first day it got what did it get like a thousand and I was like really or the it during the weekend yeah yeah during the weekend it got 1600 1600 start that over again because you were halfway through saying it in <coughs> So during the weekend, it got about 1,600 views, and I was over the you moon were about so that. so pumped. I like, thought it was so cool. I was like, yes, yeah, like it people was are so seeing funny. it. Because it, like, it was like, man, 1,600. Yeah, like that's such a huge yeah, it's, number. It's still a lot. Like that's a lot for anything. Like I wish I could get 1,600 views on like – the videos I post on Instagram. Yeah, for sure. Like that is amazing. Like sixteen hundred is a lot. Reach. And but... so then that was Sunday night. So Sunday night, um, we were at Juliana's house and when I went to bed, I had about fifty followers and sixteen hundred likes or sixteen hundred views. And I <laughs> I woke up to 70,000. No, no, no. You checked Instagram first. Oh, yes. I you woke, woke up, up and checked Instagram. I went first. to Instagram and I got I had gotten like four or five follows and I was like, "What in the world? Like, I haven't posted in so long. Like, yeah. what is happening?" It was just a weird spurt of yeah. four or five followers. And Not that like, like four or five is a lot, but Oh, it was just, it was a, just like a random. random. Yeah. yeah. And so I went to I was just thinking, I was like, "What is my Instagram connected to?" And then I was like, oh, my TikTok. Um, I guess a few people saw it and liked my stuff. And so I, because <laughs> I don't have notifications for TikTok. So I, I wouldn't have seen it when I opened my phone. So I go to TikTok and I open, <laughs> I open the app and come to find out I have 70,000 views on that one TikTok. And I think my follower count went up to... 700 right yeah 
yeah, so my follower count jumped all the way to 700. I had 70,000 views. And I was like, what is happening? What is going on? And then, like, you just, like, refreshed it. And you were like, oh, my gosh, it's at, like, 72,000. Yeah. Like, it was it was Every growing. time I refreshed, it just kept building and building and building. And so I was like, I got to get these photos edited. Luckily, I was off that day. So I was like, I got to get these photos edited. Like, I need to post the finals because I was getting comments left and right about you know why I would follow you if you if you posted the full ones and I was like yeah I one shot. one person commented and was like I am not coming back for part two just because you said to come back for part yeah. two I was like I shot this on Saturday like it yeah. takes me time to edit sorry like, yeah. <laughs> like I had no intention of this blowing up and having an audience for <laughs> and it's this. only a 60 second video yeah like, like come on dramatic you gotta come back for part two that's yeah. just the way they, they made it yeah like, and so i think because i i knew that i had such a big audience um it kind of pushed me to edit better than i ever had before yeah. you had those people that were really waiting for, yeah like and i don't think i've ever the... had that before I, I mean people have been oh i'm so excited to see the outcome but i've never had people like tell me when it is remind me blah blah blah, yeah. blah. and i was like oh my gosh like people are genuinely excited to see my work and it just like kind of lit a fire in me when i edit i'm someone who very much likes to just enhance the original scene and i don't go into photoshop i usually just use lightroom but when i was done with these pictures in lightroom i was like it's missing something it just it looks so flat i just I can't post this when I have an audience that pe that <laughs> wants to see it. Yeah. And so I put them in Photoshop and I haven't edited in Photoshop in a very long time. Yeah. So I had no idea what I was doing. And so I just start playing with the settings and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I'm good. <laughs> yeah. And I just started going and I was like. They were popping. Yeah. Like, I, I found yeah. this little system that worked for me and I just added the same um kind of settings but like adjusted based on each photo and based on each um uh, angle they were at and honestly like i was so impressed with the outcome like i felt yeah. so proud of myself um and so i ended up uploading them and putting them to tiktok and they blew up those photos blew up pretty fast too it definitely yeah. didn't hit. not like the the first video that first video like it was insane. Yeah. Every second, it's like I, I could like go on your page, go back out of your page, and go back, and you were at like, like twenty five more like views than the just like, just that second. In a second, yeah. Which the craziest thing is right now, um, so on the day of recording this podcast. <laughs> What the heck? I have 730,000 views. Yeah. Like, you will be at a million by the end of next week. That's huge. It's huge. Yeah. For something so minuscule. Like and you it is shot it. Like, when did you... Like, it's been a week since it's been out. Right? Something like that. I think exactly a week. Yeah. So, like, seven days ago, and you're you're going to be at a million, like, easily. Yeah by the end of next week now it isn't something that like yes there are a lot of views and i am receiving a lot of followers from it it definitely isn't getting like a lot of likes which is fine like i don't 
Yeah. It, like, yeah. TikTok is, it doesn't fulfill me that much. Like, it's, anybody can view a video a million times. Like, it's yeah. whatever. It's definitely blown out of proportion. Like, people get so, like, hyped about, but nothing happens. When oh, you, absolutely when you, not. Like, we've definitely, we've found that out. Yeah, nothing happens. That, like, happens. nothing happens. When you hit 750,000 views, like, that's completely different if we were on the same like monetization scale as youtube like youtube the payout rounds up to about seven dollars per thousand views so it's like if we were on the same pay scale as that then maybe like it'd be a different like we'd be talking about it much differently and what is that math by the way so this would be five thousand two hundred fifty that's crazy like it would be so different. It would be a much different conversation if we were talking about like blowing up on YouTube. Yeah, versus these TikTok. views. Like, but I don't know. I mean, it's it re- like nothing really happens. And no. I know that like TikTok is working on monetization for um, like their their biggest drawing. But the like I don't the way that I think about it, it's like there's so many people on TikTok creating on TikTok. Like, YouTube has a big creator, like, community, but it has a much bigger, like, viewer community. TikTok is both. Like, it's probably, like, 50-50, yeah. And, like, a lot of the viewers are also creators. So, like, if they do come out with some sort of monetization, like, are you going to have to be verified to get monetized? Like, how do you get how verified? How many followers are you Yeah, what is the followers? And but it's like... The hardest thing with TikTok that I've come to find out... Um, so, again, a week of blowing up, quote unquote. Yeah, going viral. Going viral, that's what it, sure. Yeah, that's like the terminology. Is yeah, like so... You, you go viral. Yeah, so a week of going viral, I have about 2,400 followers... And I don't receive 2,400 views on each post, right? Yeah. So your follower count has nothing to do with how many views you're going to get. People aren't looking at their follower page. Everything. Ever. Yeah. Ever. Everything that's ever seen is on their For You page. Yeah, which is a ba- basically, if you don't have TikTok, it's like the discovery page on Instagram or the home page on YouTube. And so it's like okay, cool, you have all of these followers, but that doesn't mean you're going to see They're not loyal. No, not not, at all. It's It's not not a loyalty loyalty program. Like, I think for Instagram, you you know who who you follow, and you follow those people because you want to see their content. Yeah. Following somebody on TikTok means nothing. Because if you don't want to see their stuff, but you want to follow them, you don't have to. It's like one out of ten times that you'll go to your like actually following page. Yeah. Like that's not the common way that people like see the thing. It's like, you know, the way it's just like this, they just throw your content out, you know, on that discovery and page. It's, it's really interesting, which I kind of like a lot. It's so personalized to you. So I obviously I'm a photographer and I like set design and I like that whole creative side of things. In the past week, because that's when I've been on TikTok the most, my For You page has been 90% photographers and creatives, which is awesome to me because 
that means that TikTok is paying attention to what I'm liking, to the to, to the hashtags that I'm going to, all of that kind of stuff, and completely gearing my content or the content that I view to being something that I want to see, which is so cool because the discovery page on Instagram, it, it can be iffy. You know, sometimes yeah. it just adds random things that you don't really care about. But it yeah. was it is so geared towards my interests. And I think that's really cool. But at the same time, if they do that for everyone, I feel like it's going to limit the viral ability of things. Yeah, yeah. Because if I'm only looking at photography stuff, if somebody makes a, a, a painting video, right? Yeah. If they make a painting video, I won't see it. Because they That's only not have like the content that you're consuming. Yes. And yeah, and they notice that. Yeah, it's really interesting. And it is. It's gonna be interesting to see like where TikTok will take like that whole like it's so new the monetization. It's yeah, it's such very a baby. New. Like yeah. So it's it's gonna be like maybe later on down the line that like seven hundred and fifty thousand views will translate to something other than just like. You can say that that's what happened. Like, high five. But you can literally, like, anybody can do it, which is really cool. But at the same time, it lessens the importance. Yeah, yeah. So, like, when I get excited about it, it's like, well, yeah. It's not hard. Yeah. Your next, like, literally, your next door neighbor probably did the same thing. Yeah. So, uh, if you can get a consistent thing going, that's cool. But which it's like it's an easy platform to go viral on but i think like you know like on instagram that's where like if you can translate your tiktok audience to instagram then maybe that's like that's something to to really talk about you know but uh yeah i don't know man like anybody can do it that's the crazy part about it it's still really cool though. It is it is very cool. I like the app. Seven hundred and fifty thousand views. That's literally seven hundred and fifty thousand unique people that have seen your video. That's so weird. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Just try to imagine seven hundred and fifty thousand people in the same like space. You can't. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> you like you you physically don't know what that looks like. Like New York has more, but I mean, it's a lot. Did All right. They, oh my God. You just <laughs> one up. No, no just, just to think about an entire state. Yeah. No, an I, no, no, no state. not a state. It'd be, well, maybe like Wyoming. <laughs> well, shit. The entire state of Wyoming has seen your video. Hell yeah. Wow. That's, yeah, it's just really crazy. Like, um, I mean, like, and it also kind of like, it makes you think about like, what do you do next you know yeah like like, what like you're not on that same like you're not on any monetization scale so that's seven hundred fifty thousand is literally just a number on the screen yeah because those people aren't necessarily coming back to your page yeah they just saw it on a whim yeah and so i can't i can't bank on anything yeah and it's like like your your post immediately after that, like what is it at now? Like fifty thousand? Yeah, so it's it's kind of volatile. Like it it is there's so many highs and so many lows. Yeah. So like for example, the the post that 
blew up. Yeah. The one directly after that, which is the f- final photographs yeah. from that um, from that set design, that one only has forty six thousand. Yeah. Okay. In in like the same amount of time, almost like six days. Three or, days or, less. Yeah, four days. The one directly after that is only eighty six hundred. The one right after that is only twenty five hundred. Yeah. So it's like, okay. Yeah, it's like, just like an inconsistent. Up, but what does that mean? Yeah, and also, it's like you can do, like you can. It's like the inconsistency with the content. Like you could probably do a video that is exactly like the one that went viral, and nothing will happen to it. Nothing. It'll it'll maintain that like twenty eight hundred views or whatever. Yeah, and so it's like it's so inconsistent. It, it's so inconsistent and it just kind of like it, it kind of shows you to like just make stuff without thinking about the audience you know like yeah just um, create content to make the content well so i guess in like the modern maker space i guess is kind of what you'd call it right um i don't know you're probably the only one that would call it that but continue um <laughs> yeah so in the in the online media i guess marketplace even uh it it's so hard to uh figure out how to get a leg up from the beginning um especially when you don't have marketing nobody's partnering with you and you're not working off of somebody else's previous success to build yourself up uh it's really hard to get going yeah um, and like with in this case, like you can't pander. No, there's there's it's impossible to pander because you don't even really know what your audience is. You don't know who those people are that are watching your content. I don't even know how it blew up. Yeah. I, I don't know. There's no analytics. No, I mean, there's there is, analytics, but, but it doesn't. It's just numbers. It's just daily views, follows and likes. That's all it is, which doesn't show you any. I, I think I get to know if my audience is male versus female, like what the percentage of that is. Male versus female doesn't help me know what content to create because yeah. I don't like the content I create is never geared towards male versus female. I don't think at least. I mean, yeah, I yeah. shoot a lot with girls um just because they're a lot you, more accessible you just shoot like you sh- you come up with something that you want to shoot because it's creatively fulfilling yeah but like if you want to try to like i don't even know if if you want like more success than just like seven hundred fifty thousand people watching your thing it's like what do you do you know there's it yeah. doesn't show you and, and yeah and there's nobody that's like like nobody's saying like okay so i went viral on tiktok this is what i did next like charlie d'amelio is like going on tour and all this stuff tiktok queen but she also is a professional dancer i do want to say that like but she went viral and then it's like like at that point you just hit like influencer status is that like is that what happens essentially because she was able to bring her audience not only to tiktok but to instagram yeah so i think how do you bridge that gap that's the big question you gotta be that is the huge question yeah yeah that's the massive you gotta be pretty and you gotta dance and i mean it's the same thing as instagram like how do people on instagram get a following 
Yeah. Shake that tushy. Yeah, literally. <laughs> and I think, like, especially as a creative, like, I don't That's show. harder. It's yeah. so much harder because I don't show my face. And yeah, but it's like you would think that if if like if I'm a brand and I see somebody that's creating that is getting traction, I want to put my brand in that creative space see, however I can, you know. But brands have come to understand that creatives don't have a following. Pretty girls have a following. So they know yeah, we would much rather have really cool content from creatives, but we know that we need to put money. They're just like they're 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 uh, skipping that middleman of exactly. the creative. So because it's, like, it's like we know that if we put money into this pretty girl who people drool over, yeah, then we're gonna get like, see. I would argue coming from it. Come on, like brands yeah. want that. Yeah, you know but what I mean? see, I would argue that, like the brand could still reach out to the creative because the creative has access to pretty faces, you but know? But it's inconsistent. Like, what I'm saying is the majority of an audience, right? The majority of an audience is not going to follow a photographer that has a different pretty face all the time. Yeah. Okay? You want to... You want the wanna, same. Not necessarily the same. You want a person. You yeah. want a personality to follow, right? Yeah, yeah. And so the reason that Charlie D'Amelio has been able to blow up so much is because it's her. Yeah. And people have latched on to her. And then it's not just guys that are into her. Little girls love her. Yeah. Like, they love her dances. They love her presence. She's a very, like, spunky, happy girl. And so she has a boyfriend now, but she's come to the status where it's like, oh, we know that we're never going to meet her, so we're going to ship her with people. And then the relationship adds on to her success. I just think it's a really interesting dynamic that this app has brought on because it's such a, a new social media that I don't yeah. think anybody was ready for. It's not like Vine. No, I, I think... It's, it's getting compared to Vine a lot. Well, I understand... I understand the the need or the want to compare it to vine because it's the only thing that's anywhere close yeah. to it but it's not like it's so different um it has its own like like its own identity nuances like, and like yeah. its own little quirks that it's like and i think that's just generational you know yeah i think that's because a lot of the people that are using tiktok and that made it kind of what it is are you know they're the younger like they're the high school people yeah and i also yeah. think it's really cool that like songs have such an important role oh on this yeah app. i mean we yeah we just tested did an it experiment yeah. today it was so experimental that it's like i uh so i i made a tiktok um because madison told me to uh and before i went viral yeah before she went viral uh but i i posted this thing it was like a, a behind the scenes video uh, with some clips from our, our short film that that we made um, because Madison thankfully shot some behind the scenes videos on her phone from You're it. You're so welcome. Yeah, and it's something I never even think about ever. Uh, and so she did, and so I was able to like make this little video. Well, I made this video with, uh, and then I put a song in it uh, from an artist that I know 
Um, and it's like not like a well-known artist or anything. Uh, it's lowercase noises. But it also um, it fit the tone really well. Yeah, yeah. It, it was, was it was beautiful. An artistic choice for sure for the song that I put in this video. But then it was like it got up to eighty-seven views. And Wait, it, you also made it sixty seconds. Yeah, yeah. I made it sixty seconds, and it got up to eighty-seven views, and literally it wasn't moving. Like eighty-seven, it was locked in at eighty-seven. And so then I was like thinking about it. And I was like, I think it's because of the song. Like I legitimately think that song. Yeah. And so this morning, yeah, he was like, I don't know. Like, I think I might just change the song. And I was like, What you need to do is you need to delete it. Yeah. You need to pick a song that you know is like a trending song or something that fits well enough, but people are still re- people can recognize that that um, sound. But then also make it shorter. Make it shorter. So I because cut it. People's attendance fans are tiny on TikTok. Yeah, even for 60 seconds. Like, 60 seconds does, it really does. When you're watching a 60 second video, you're like, wow, this is a long video on TikTok. Um, But so then I cut it down to like 40 seconds or something. And then I I put a song on it that was trending. And it was like instantly like 125 views or something like that. Like something crazy. Like, that's so crazy. It's like. You can really just experiment on yeah. it and you can like you can try and figure out what is going on. You're not going to no. like you're not going to catch on to the like the trends are changing so fast. You have to watch it every Daily. single second of the day in order to even compete. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I and think it's, like it's we, really cool. It's fun. We, it's a, we it's still a fun haven't, experiment. We still haven't figured out the whole like quantity like how much should you post a day to like really drive the engagement i mean like some people some people have said i posted three times a day and i went up to a hundred thousand followers in two months yeah and it's like great i don't i'm not home all day like i don't have time to just make three tiktoks especially like because you're not in the tiktoks really exactly that's the thing that's different for you but it's like that's that's not like what's gonna work forever like you can't just like sit around and post all day especially for something that doesn't give you money like if it was something (laughs) that i could monetize right yeah if i could monetize and if i posted five times a day i would make x amount of dollars because of how many views or whatever I'd be all over that. Yeah, of course. But I have there's, there's no, no incentive. skin. There's no skin in the game. It's literally you're posting for clout to like, hope people see it. Like but you it's can't just even clout. Plan for you can't even it. bank on it. Yeah. Like unless you have, which I I've seen people do really well if they have like an art business where they they make art and they sell art and they sell out fast or clothing works really well. But I don't have services or I don't have goods to sell. I yeah. have services. Yeah. And so when you have services on an app of just people that are watching In things, high school, too. In high school. In high school, yeah. There's nothing that they can really do that helps me. And so it's just kind of like. Which then like kind of raises the conversation of like are ancillary products something that you need to think about? Because it's like. You had a video that hit 750,000 views. That is so many things, like so many views. But like, is that, can you translate that 750, even half of that? Okay, so like 750,000 people is a lot of people. 
And it's like you you really have the question of like, should I try and get them to buy or like try and get a third of them or half of them to buy this thing? You know, like, should I can I take that audience, half of that audience, just like a fraction of that audience to go to a website to buy something that I produce? So. I've thought a lot about this and I think the only product that I necessarily feel comfortable selling is prints of my photos because it's authentically me. Yeah. And I really like the spin of, which I was thinking about the other day, is if I go to Goodwill or other thrift stores, find really unique frames that just are not being used or whatever, uh-huh. and then put my prints in those unique frames so it's not only a print of my photograph you also get this really intricate cool frame to add to the piece it's like one of one yeah absolutely and so then it's not just like oh i'm gonna keep printing out these pictures and putting them in this boring black frame yeah it's like no you get a special piece that i put together because i believe that they work together and i think that's really a really cool way of doing it so I'm probably, I probably am going to do that. However, let me back up. When you think about the 750 views, right? Thousand. Sorry. Uh, 750,000 views, right? If you think about that number. Now, think about the likes. So that's only 20,000, right? So. Still a lot. Okay. Wait, I'm not done. Yeah. So 20,000. My followers is only 2,000. Yeah. 2,600. So if I'm translating it from people who watched my video, people who liked it enough to click a little heart, and then people who liked it so much that they wanted to keep looking at my stuff, that's only 2,000 people. 2,600. 2,600, which is still a lot. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not diminishing that number. I'm just saying 750 is here. That's not where I'm at. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you're talking about people who enjoy my stuff so much that they want to follow me. Yeah. That's 2,600. Now, when you think about out of those 2,600, how many of those people are actually going to buy something I sell? Maybe a hundred, which is still a lot. I like, I would, I would kill for 10 people to buy my stuff. You know what I mean? Like that, that's such a huge accomplishment. I just want to reiterate, 750 views yeah. is nothing. Like, it doesn't do anything for business. It doesn't do anything yeah, yeah. for like anything. People, people didn't start booking with you more because you hit 750,000 views. No, not and, at all. And even, like, people didn't start booking with you more because you hit 2,600 followers. No. Like, it, it, like, that, for, like that format of TikTok it, is... It, it is clout. It's clout based. Oh, one hundred percent. It doesn't know. do anything for anyone. Yeah. Unless unless you're able to mark cross market, get yeah. onto Instagram and then find brands who want to pay you and all that good yeah. stuff. But. And look, we're just talking specifically about trying to add a revenue stream as a creative on social media. Yeah. If you want to just make a TikTok just to make a TikTok. Do it. It's and fun. And then go viral. Like, yeah, just do it. Yeah, it's but a lot of fun. We're it was specifically like, it w- talking about creating. We kind of found ourselves in a position where it's like, this is the first time where any of us have really had that, like, 
like boost yeah that boost and like that level of notoriety where people that many people had seen something and so it was like the perfect opportunity for us to like make an experiment out of it yeah and so we sure. were like you know looking up like how can we how can you make money off of tiktok and the the answer is you can't yeah you cannot make money as off of, of right now you cannot off of tiktok directly literally it like 750,000 people can see your video but if one of those people isn't like a brand rep or like anybody who works for any sort of company you cannot make money the only way that people are making money on tiktok is through brand deals and like uh like influencer marketing but but it's it like, is out there it is i don't yeah. want to say it's not because there is a tiktok user that i follow and he just worked with puma recently because yeah. puma saw his tiktoks yeah which is huge like that's so huge that brands but like that could happen at 1600 views you oh, know absolutely like, it's like it, it it doesn't there's no strategy nothing no strategy i think it's really important to for it to be I think it's really important who you know. Yeah. Because if you get into a little TikTok group yeah. where they're all doing really well, yeah. you can piggyback off of that, if yeah. that makes sense. So sure. I know there's a group in New York that all, they all make TikToks together and they do very well. Like they're all invited to New York Fashion Week and this and that. And it's like, damn, I want to move to New York. Like yeah, that sounds yeah. so cool. <laughs> um but it's it's like it's hard if it's you just, just you you just put it out and yeah that's that's all you can do and, yeah. and you can create and that's that's cool it's another thing for even if you're a creative you need to build your brand that's like even like just that's so basic for a creative to do that is so important for a creative to do is to build their brand so it's just something else to build your brand and that i would recommend doing it just do it. Who cares? Like, it's literally like if you're going on Instagram and you're already posting your work, like, why not? Like, why not document that process yeah. to make that work? And it's 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 just an added way. Yeah. Of and it, it, doing it, more it doesn't things. take extra time or anything. It, it's so easy to to do that. And so, like, just do it just because you're creative and you're trying to build that brand. And even if you're older and yeah. you don't feel like TikTok is something that you should be Literally on. Literally me. I know. But even if you're older and you feel like TikTok is only for middle schoolers, download it right now. Because regardless of if it's only for middle schoolers, there is everybody on there. Yeah. There are moms on there. There are grandmas on there. There is everybody is on there there's a whole 30 plus community that is it's the most untapped social media that is it's it's being so underutilized right now yeah like, and if and you have a really cool niche where you feel like i'm really good at this post it because yeah. you never know what's gonna happen yeah and i'm not saying you're gonna make money i'm not saying anything but it's eyes on your work who knows if you gain 20 followers on your instagram yeah that's a really cool if you're waiting to get to a milestone download tiktok post a few videos you never know how it's gonna translate yeah, yeah. and I it's just, not like we're not gonna sit here and say like tiktok will change your life it's not going to like we but like as a creative as somebody trying to build their brand if you're just like if you're a person that works by themselves 
as a creative, do it and create on it. And it, it's just a f- another free way to market yourself because like you can use Instagram as your portfolio. You can use Instagram stories as your personal platform, and then you can use TikTok as your process mm-hmm. and people will see it. And that's it. That's it. Use it to build your brand. That's, that's the moral of TikTok. Use it to build your brand. Absolutely. Well, hey, that was a good TikTok about TikTok. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Okay, boomer. <laughs> I don't know much about TikTok. I'll be honest. I'm, I'm. Dean does not have social media. I'm sure you've all have noticed because we never tagged him in anything. <laughs> I know. I wonder it, if people see it and they're like, "Wow, that's so rude." I know. They didn't even tag their it's audio not, guy. <laughs> it's not that we don't want to. We put your name on things, by the way. We, we put do. your name on everything. We put your name on it. We, so I wouldn't even know. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. But we have his name on everything because we appreciate Dean yeah. so much. He's part and of the crew still. All your work you put into this is just extraordinary. Yeah. So we know people can't find you, Dean, anywhere. Uh, but where can they find you, Madison? They can find me at Mad Fox Photos on Instagram and Mad Fox Photos on TikTok. Smartest thing you can do is use the same name on any every platform. I'm uh, very lucky to have a really cool name. Yeah. Mad Fox. That's so awesome. Uh, I am at Logan R. Mulligan on Instagram for the time being. It needs to change. For the time being. Uh, I'm at Logan Shoots on TikTok. Um, yeah. And then uh, our brand new website, like you heard in the intro, uh, is sadmelon.com. Uh, recently updated. Um, just kind of a new format for uh, just our content for the, the videos that we're creating. I feel like it's it's more user friendly. It looks better, um, and then also like you can listen to the podcast on the website. I feel like that's really important. Um, it's just kind of your one stop shop for everything. Uh, we don't have a blog on there yet. Uh, who knows? Maybe we might, um, and maybe one day we'll have some sad melon merchandise, but not yet. Um, <laughs> but it's still early. It's uh, still early. Yeah, we'll try to again, see. This is our third podcast. Yeah, third <laughs> podcast. So, uh, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, if you're listening on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts, go ahead and uh, leave us a review on Apple. Uh, leave us a comment on uh, SoundCloud. Uh, tell your friends about it. Literally, the best thing you can do for a group like us is tell somebody else about it. Um, even yeah. if you're not doing it on Instagram or social media. If you're, uh, if you are, then tag us. We're at Sad Melon Media on Instagram. Um, but yeah, just just tell somebody about us, please. We're not begging you, uh, not yet. <laughs> um, so that's sadmelon.com at Sad Melon Media on Instagram. And if you uh, want to email us, we're uh, sadmelonmedia at gmail.com. And if you leave a comment on SoundCloud or a review on our podcast, we will read it in the next podcast at the end and give you a little shout out. So definitely make sure to do that. Yeah. And if you're somebody who who wants to promote something, uh, we're also open to that, too. Uh, we're definitely building our list for uh, guests in the coming episodes. So if you have something you want to promote or that you want to talk about, uh, hit us up. We're looking for guests. We're looking to fill some space. Uh, and so you can either DM us on Instagram, uh, our, our personals, or the Sad Melon page, or you can email us again, uh, all of that. Uh, that's Mad Fox Photos, Logan R. Mulligan, 
sadmelonmedia or sadmelonmedia at gmail.com. And of course, find us at sadmelon.com. Thank you. Have a great one. See Later. Ya.